When we look to the future of our organization, it's vital that we inspire the next generation of scientists and engineers. And one way to do that is through science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM outreach. Welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue. And joining me today to talk about STEM and how our organization is working with educators to bring STEM into the local communities is Dr. Crystal Ricks, coordinator of advanced learning for Calvert County Public Schools and recently selected as a Department of Defense, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math Ambassador for the 2022-2023 school year. Also joining us today is Ellen Servetnik, K-12 Education Outreach Program Manager with the NOC-AD Strategic Education Office. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us. So let's start with a definition. Tell me what is STEM? And we've also heard the acronym STEAM. And what's the difference between the two? STEM is an educational approach that integrates science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. STEAM education is an approach to learning that uses the science, engineering, technology, and mathematics, but it also includes art as access points for guiding student inquiry, dialogue, and critical thinking. The STEM to STEAM movement really has taken root over the past several years and is surging forward as a positive mode of action to meet the needs of a 21st century economy. And so when you separate the two, the main difference between STEM and STEAM is that STEM explicitly focuses on scientific concepts. STEAM investigates the same concepts through inquiry and project-based learning, methods that are typically used with the creative process. And quite honestly, both are excellent pathways to provide a palette of learning that leads to wonderment and innovation for our students. So Dr. Ricks was recently selected as a Department of Defense Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math Ambassador. Ellen, talk to me about the nomination process for this particular program. The DOD STEM Ambassador Program recognizes outstanding educators and promotes STEM learning across the nation. This was the first year that Naval STEM was invited to serve as a sponsoring organization, and we were asked to submit nominations for the program to Naval STEM. DOD ambassadors are carefully chosen based on their commitment to working with students who have been historically underrepresented in STEM and or our military-connected families. The 2022-23 cohort is the third one for the program. 21 educators were recognized. We're very excited that Dr. Crystal Ricks was selected as one of the ambassadors. So Dr. Ricks, what does it mean to you to be selected as a STEM ambassador? It's an absolute honor to be selected as an ambassador. After receiving notification that I was selected as a STEM ambassador, I was immediately reminded of how my mother cultivated my love for STEM. As a child in elementary school, it was understood that we would visit the Museum of Arts and Sciences in Macon, Georgia every other weekend. We would attend the shows in the Mark Smith Planetarium, we would do the live animal shows, and engage in the hands-on activities. At the start of the live animal shows, my mom would exit stage left and stand behind the glass and watch from afar because she was so afraid of the reptiles. That's been over 35 years ago, and quite honestly, it seems like it was just yesterday. When my children visit my mother in Georgia, she takes them back to that magical place where I developed my love for science and art. I didn't realize it then, but I was standing on the foundation of sacrifice and love for learning. Not only am I honored, but I can't help but to have a spirit of gratitude. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants who have gone before me. It brings me chills to know that the first female aeronautical engineer, Mary Jackson, 
who was also featured in Hidden Figures, taught mathematics right here in this building, formerly known as the William Sampson Building for high school students who were African-Americans in Calvert County. So for me, it feels very much surreal. As a female being selected, it really allows me to move the needle forward as we shift the way that our world views women in STEM through representation. So Dr. Ricks, what is your role as a STEM ambassador and how is this role going to help you advance STEAM outreach? As a Department of Defense STEM ambassador, I'm honored to have the opportunity to join a group of STEM educators from across the world. My role is to collaborate, to advance outreach through creating and curating materials such as lesson plans, learning activities, and creative engagement approaches to be shared with students that will truly impact the learning of all students. I will also have the opportunity to serve as a guest author on the Department of Defense STEM website and support a presentation at a national, state, and or local conference. I'm really excited about having the opportunity to work with other STEM ambassadors while engaging in professional learning opportunities that are centered around STEAM ecosystems, computational literacy, and transdisciplinary learning in STEM, which really are all prioritized by the federal STEM strategic plan. I'm really excited about my role and I'm just eager to start and hit the ground rolling to serve our students and families. So Dr. Ricks, why do we need to encourage students, especially females, to pursue careers in STEAM-related fields? You know, it's so important to encourage our students because STEAM education really creates critical thinkers, it increases science literacy, and it enables the next generation of innovators. And what's crystal clear to me is that the world is changing more rapidly than ever before. And there's no way that we could possibly know what kind of jobs or career paths that will exist in the next five to 10 years. But that's a challenge for 21st century educators because the jobs our students will enter haven't been created yet. And so that's why exploring STEAM careers is worth the time. The STEAM process itself really allows students to explore through curiosity, collaboration, play, hands-on learning. And all of these things are so important, especially for our females. Women make up about 28% of the workforce in science, technology, engineering, math, and men vastly outnumber women majoring in most STEAM fields in education. And so, you know, it's really important and imperative that we shatter and dismantle those myths and those misconceptions that are associated with our females in the field. And studies really show us again and again that a successful team is a diverse team. And if we're able to attract and retain more females in the STEAM-related fields, we're really able to maximize innovation. We're able to maximize creativity. We're able to really maximize competitiveness. And so when females are not involved in the design of various products, the needs and desires that are unique to our females are really overlooked. And recently I was reading an article, it was titled, Unlock the Clubhouse, the Carnegie Mellon Experience. And in that article, they shared insight on how a predominantly male group of engineers tailored the first generation of automotive airbags to adult male bodies, which resulted in avoidable deaths for women and children. And so with that being said, when we emphasize the need to provide a seat at the table for females, we really have a group of diverse thinkers who can create scientific and technology products, services, and solutions that are more likely to serve everyone and all users. 
So tell me about your collaboration with the NOC AD Strategic Education Office to provide opportunities for girls interested in STEAM. Dr. Rick's daughter, Hannah, participated in the NOC AD Strategic Education Office Virtual Engineering Exploration Experience Camp two years ago. I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Rick's when she returned her daughter's camp kit. We started talking about the camp and the positive impact it had for her daughter. I knew that Dr. Ricks was an administrator in the Calvert Schools, and so we just started talking about opportunities for collaboration. We discussed STEM and STEAM and ways we could enhance the experiences for the students. And I'm a firm believer that innovation takes collaboration, and that's what the NOC AD Strategic Education Office has provided for the Office of Advanced Learning right here in Calvert County. When Mrs. Servetnik and I met, I had limited resources to provide programs and services for our students here in our gifted and talented program. Our visions aligned and we both had a passion for providing access and opportunities for our students. I had a strong desire to work with the community to provide sustainability for our program through meaningful educational opportunities. And so quite honestly, when we met, it felt like the perfect marriage, almost like love at first sight. And so almost two years later, we provided an experience for our students, both face-to-face -face and virtually to almost 200 students, slightly, actually slightly over 200 students students. So Ellen, how did the NAVAIR Women's Initiative Diversity Action Team become involved with the collaboration? And then what role does WIN play in bringing STEAM to the local communities across the NAVAIR and NAWKD teams? The Women's Initiative Network is one of the diversity action teams that NAVAIR has. I've had the privilege of serving as a part of the WIN STEM committee for the past several years. As we started to develop the program, This Girl Steams, I saw this as a natural opportunity for a partnership with the WIN diversity team. And the collaboration began and developed from there. It just grew and grew and grew. Our NAVAR diversity teams have the opportunity to engage with our students in the community and share their stories and experiences and enable the students to dream big that they can see themselves being an engineer, being a technician, maybe being a, a female pilot. If they see someone that is like them, it gives them the idea that, hey, if they could do it, I could do it too. And not everyone is familiar with the Navy and the base, and we often take that for granted in this community. I know it was a learning experience for me when I joined the workforce over 13 years ago. I had a background in higher education, so I've just learned so much and have such an appreciation for all of our men and women in uniform and their families, but also the opportunities that we offer for our communities. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's so important that our children out there get to see these STEAM careers in action. So what are some of the ways the NAVARA workforce and the NOC-AD workforce is bringing STEAM into the local community? The vision and the mission for the NOC-AD Strategic Education Office is to provide these types of opportunities for students in our communities, to share our technological knowledge and resources with the students who are our future workforce. We will work with our educational partners, teachers, administrators, principals, to provide curriculum-based field trips and bring the students to the base to have the opportunity to interact with our workforce and also see the labs and what actually happens in them. We provide guest speakers for classes mentors and judges for science fairs. We participate in community programs. 
We have professionals that serve as mentors on the Calvert and Charles County School Project Lead the Way Advisory Boards in the St. Mary's County Academy of Finance. We provide opportunities for students to visit the Patuxent River Naval Air Museum to explore the history and heritage of naval aviation and the associated technology. The possibilities are really endless. We want to see these students have the most opportunities and be aware of the options that are available to them. So Ellen, why is it vital to the future of our organization that we support and encourage STEM and STEAM outreach? These children are the future of the workforce. They're our pipeline. We want to engage them early on and give them an awareness of the many opportunities available to them. And it's really about access and opportunities. We wanna make sure that students are able to see themselves within the curriculum. We wanna make sure that students are able to have a meaningful experience so that they know the pathway to take if they would like to pursue a career in our STEAM fields. And we believe that outreach should occur as early as elementary schools to disrupt perceptions that may have an impact or a negative impact on our children. Really it's about intentionality and exposure. And as Dr. Ricks and I have planned activities, we've looked for initiatives that enhance the knowledge the students learn in the classroom, but give them the opportunity to engage in interactive learning experiences with problem-based learning. So Ellen, earlier you mentioned that competition with private industry for grabbing our future workforce. Why is it so important to highlight the STEM jobs available within the DOD? We want to recruit the best and the brightest talent. In order to do so, we need to ensure that the students are aware and the next generation is aware of the opportunities that the Navy has available for them. We want their talents and their gifts to help take the Navy technology to the next level. So speaking of those opportunities, what are some of the STEAM outreach activities planned during the year? We're very excited because there's a large schedule of activities which are going to begin very shortly. The St. Mary's County Public Schools STEAM Festival, which is a part of the Maryland STEM Festival, will happen October 29th at the fairgrounds. NOC AD has an Air Talent High School Innovation Challenge opportunity where high school students identify a problem and work to solve it and develop a solution. The Calvert County STEAM Festival will happen in February on the 11th. The Maryland Junior Science and Humanities Symposium is scheduled for March 4th. On May 20th, STEMming, which is STEM Inspiring the Next Generation for Middle School Girls, is a community partnership program that will be going on. And the Patuxent River Naval Air Steam Museum will happen sometime in the spring as well. So certainly lots of opportunities to get involved in STEM and STEAM outreach activities. I know my daughter took part in STEMming and had a blast this past year. So Dr. Ricks, talk to me about the value of students participating in hands-on learning, of being able to see real-life applications of science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. You know, there is a tremendous amount of value in students participating in hands-on learning and real-life applications of STEM. I'm reminded of this quote by Aristotle that says, once for the things that we have to learn before we can do them, we learn by doing them. And this applies to STEM and quite honestly, allowing students to engage in hands-on learning and real life experiences, it really teaches students to observe things around them and ask questions. It encourages the students to learn by doing. And in doing so, our students, they make mistakes, they fail. 
However, in hands-on activities, students are able to try again and again and learn from their mistakes. And this trial by error approach, it really helps them to gain a deeper understanding of concepts. And it fosters the reality that mistakes and failures are really a part of the learning process. And what we saw during the This Girl STEAM program was that happen. There were students who were challenged and were discouraged, but with the support of the STEM role models, they tried again. And when it happened, their faces showed their surprise and their delight all at once. Wow, I really did it, I can do this. And that's what we're trying to get across to them is that they've got the ability. They just need a little belief in themselves. So Ellen, what have you observed in terms of students' experiences with STEAM opportunities? What feedback have they provided? The families and students are hungry for it. They want more. When's the next activity? Is there another camp I can do? What can I do in high school? What can I study in college? Parents have shared that their child are now considering careers in STEM fields where before they were afraid of them. One of the parents after this girl's STEAM program completed at the Nav Air Museum said that her daughter was almost in tears telling her that, you know, mom, I think I know what I want to do now. I want to go into the science, technology, engineering, and math field. And as Dr. Ricks and I have talked, this is what it's all about. It's providing the access and opportunities and also giving them the support that they believe in themselves, that they've got the abilities and the skills and the know-how to do it. To give them that confidence, even if it's one step forward, it's a success. Absolutely. What can we do to build on these efforts to take STEM outreach to the next level? There are a number of ways that we can take STEM outreach to the next level. Mrs. Servetnik and I know that without a shadow of a doubt, we have to continue our collaboration. We've discussed the possibility of piloting STEM initiatives that lead to sustainable models for effective STEM programming within the system. We've talked about the importance of aggressively seeking funding opportunities that will allow us to have additional collaborative efforts, potentially after-school programs, summer enrichment, and STEM event opportunities. We think that it's also very important for us to seek opportunities to build initiatives that include traditionally non-STEM disciplines, such as looking at the fine arts, music, as a source of STEM innovation, creativity, and collaboration. We know that it's so important for us to work closely together and publicize success stories of our students who are engaged in the work. And we could use that as a tool to recruit additional students. We know that together we're stronger and if we are able to work together, we know that we'll have a greater impact in the field of STEM. We also know that we wanna to continue to engage other members of the community in the collaboration, whether it's organizations, whether it's workforce professionals from any of the fields of STEM, the, the science, technology, engineering, math, and the arts. It's important that we build this network together and these opportunities. It's just like with the students, the more involvement we have, the stronger the program will be, the more we can grow it. And so we're excited about expansion and an opportunity like this podcast to share about the programs and to get the word out to the community that we're looking for collaboration. We're looking for involvement. We're looking for ideas. So as I mentioned earlier, I am a parent of a young girl who is interested in STEAM. What can I do to facilitate her love of STEAM-related fields? And where can I find out more information about STEAM activities and learning opportunities, whether on base or in the classroom? Ellen? Continue to support her interests. Talk to her about it. See what it is that she gets excited about. 
Talk with her teachers, the educators at her school, to see what her strengths are in their classes. What are they seeing? Is she sharing her passion and enthusiasm with them? What opportunities does the school offer? How does your school share information? We provide information to the school systems about events, camps, festivals. The local libraries offer programs. The Patuxent Partnership Organization website has a section entitled STEMLINK which provides updated resources and opportunities available in the community. We're very fortunate that we've got a lot of different ways to gather the information. And talk to people you know who work in the field. Give her the opportunity to have lunch with someone who's an engineer or maybe a mathematician, and they can talk to her about their career path and how they got there. And you know, quite honestly, as a parent, be a guardian and protective of the space that allows your daughter to be vulnerable and curious about the world that we live in. You know, as Mrs. Cervecknet mentioned, expose her to those STEM opportunities, encourage participation before she's intimidated about STEM topics. And as a parent, remember that activities don't have to be structured in order to be valuable. Take the opportunity to walk outside, ask her why questions. During indoor play, ask her why questions, encourage her curiosity, and know that as a parent, you may not have all of the answers, and that's okay. You can take that as an opportunity to research the topic together, or even pose the question back to her, well, why do you think that? What do you think the answer is? So pitch the question back to her. And when you encourage that curiosity, in most cases, they will do the research themselves. Also, as Mrs. Sertvegnet mentioned, find role models that inspire your daughter. And most importantly, help her to build character and confidence by allowing her to fail and grapple with various concepts and ideas. And sometimes that's hard as parents. We want to save our, our children, but allow her to fail and allow her to grapple with different ideas and help her to be fearless and to know that there is a seat at the table for her if she decides to go into the STEAM field. And as Shirley Chisholm once stated, help her to know if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring your own chair. Dr. Ricks, Ellen, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about STEM and STEAM and how we are reaching out into the community to encourage our next generation, our future workforce, to pursue careers in science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, you can check out other episodes by subscribing to the Airwaves podcast on all your favorite listening apps. And that's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.